Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc, etc, etc. I'm your host Greg Dietz and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing today? Fucking cold, man. It snowed here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's colder than balls. It, it never got above 28 degrees yesterday and we had about <sighs> three inches of snow. Um, I don't know what today is like. I just know it's still colder than balls and the heat's on. And I don't like it. I hate winter. See, it's, it's 9 a.m. here in California, and it is currently 52 degrees. So Suck it. Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, oh, that's great. Um, well, uh, I'm not doing too bad myself. Just FYI. Um, well, we don't care because you're enjoying the not cold weather. So fuck you. It's cold to me. Like <laughs> it's it's like oh. I have to, listen, when it hits 111 in California during the summer, like 40 degrees is freezing to us. <laughs> Just so you know. Hey, that's the thing though. That's the mistake people make is they think that it doesn't get hot here. It does get hot here, and it also gets humid. So yeah. it's not it's not just 85 degrees. It's 85 degrees with 100% humidity. You feel like you're drowning when you walk outside your house. You just walk into a sauna and your lungs are like, where's this moisture coming from? Yeah, it'll be 95 degrees and, you know, 98% humidity. You open up your front door and you start sweating before you take a step outside. That's how oh, it yeah. is. It's well, I, I, I get that. Fuck. I get that. My, my, the problem <clears throat> is that people, like, my, 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 my situation is that, like, every, whoops, every region of the world is going to be different. And, and uh, it's not like summers go from, like, you know, four months of 110 degree weather straight down to, like, snow. Um, there's no place in the world that fucking does that as far as I can, uh, as far as I know. So like your guys's hottest days down to your coldest days are arguably matched by California's hottest days down to coldest days. Um, we so just when I have get, not as hot uh, and much colder. Right. That's, that's my, like, yeah, the scale is just a little different. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't get hot over there. I'm just saying the acclimated weather is different. So when it hits 40 degrees over here and we're all shivering, there you know why. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, the South just has a, the South and Appalachia, it really does have a, a different kind of ecosystem, you know, weather patterns because it, it, it gets so hot, but the humidity is what kills you. Yeah. I mean, it's just so bad. It's like oh. a swamp. When I visited uh, when I visited Michelle in uh, North Carolina um, quite a few years back, it was the first time I visited was it was in the winter time. It was like the end of January, early February, I want to say. And then the second time I visited, it was uh, closer to March. Or oh, that was the first time. Anyway, regardless, like I I saw it go from winter to, to spring when I was there, and uh, like. 
I could barely handle the humidity mm-hmm. because California's dry, or at least the valley's dry. Like the air is just super dry. So like being in Raleigh, dealing with the humidity, mm-hmm. struggling to breathe. And well, not struggling, but you get my point. Um well, again, it's it's moisture, you know, your lungs yeah. are like, what the fuck is this? This exactly. isn't normal. <laughs> uh, but then we go to like we go to Maryland where um the Gaylord Hotel is where MacFest was, and it's 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 like California, it's dry. There's just it's not there's no humidity. And I'm sitting there like just I'm thriving, and everyone else is like, <coughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so I, I get it. Um but yeah, it's uh it's not too bad. I think when it gets closer to January, February, it gets like that's when that's when we get rain. I hope, but it never snows where I am. Like, I mean, like how happens. what's what's the coldest day for you in the winter? 30, 25. That is pretty freaking cold. Yeah. How often does that happen? Like a day, maybe. <laughs> so. I mean, was it last year, Amaya, that we we were like in the negatives for a week or two. Yeah. And it was so fucking cold. I mean, even in the house, it was just, you couldn't turn the heat up high enough. It was so cold. This last summer, we had a day uh, where it hit 115. And that's not counting like how fucking. uh, That wasn't the heat index. That no, was just was, the temperature. That wasn't like in direct sunlight, though, in the heat index. Yeah, it was bad. Um, <clears throat> the, that same day, I remember complaining about it in a in a Discord, and there's a there's a girl that's in there um, who lives in Arizona, and she was just like, "Yeah, it's 125 today." <laughs> I was like, "Nope, yeah, fuck that." <laughs> Throw in some moisture, everybody be dead. Yeah, no kidding. It's, you know, I think for us here, it's just a, a remnant from being a primordial rainforest at one point in time. And if yeah. global warming keeps it up, it's going to become one again. So, boy, I can't wait until we join the Paris uh, Agreement again. Jesus Christ. You think he's going to do away with Space Force? Um, you know, he might. And I think he'll just like reinstate the, uh, um, the funding that was going towards NASA. Yeah, because that's um, the NDAA that Trump says he's not going to sign until they do whatever. Um, oh, you're talking about will Trump do away with the Space Force? I no, no, Biden. No, Biden is who I'm talking about because he put that into the NDAA last year because this goes through every year right. in Congress and it's been passed since 1961. So it's got a lot of writers on it because people know it's going to pass. They put writers on it. And that's just, that's something we need to fix within our own government system, but that's neither here nor there. But he did it himself last year with um, Space Force. He added that to the NDAA. And I'm wondering if Biden is going to go back and redact that shit. He might. He might. I kind of hope he does. Just a, just a, fuck. oh my God. It's we don't need a fucking Space Force, man. No, we don't. We really don't. Fucking. I, I again, we talked about this this morning. The whole like him, like I am mad at Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, he's threatening not to sign it, and and I know you know your take on it is very much you know. Oh no, don't don't refund the military. But that's not the only thing this thing does, and you know, it the military, uh, the people who are in the military, 
This includes a pay raise, a 3% pay raise for them, which they absolutely need. Right. I am I am totally on their side because I think it's ridiculous that you can have people in your military that also have to be on food stamps. That right. shouldn't happen. You know, that how we spend our money with the NDAA needs to be looked at really hard because that's the problem is how we're actually spending the money when it comes to the military. We're buying $400 hammers and, you know, $800 toilet seats and we're giving out contracts to people basically buying it for the prestige or whatever. You know, we're, we're giving it out to buddy buddies and that should not be happening. You know, that's nepotism, but it still is happening and it, these are one of the you know many things we need to fix, but I think it's funny that Trump is saying, "Oh, I'm not going to do this until you get rid of this." When he threw something on it himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's that's that's the thing is that, and we didn't want to get too political on this episode. I don't think no, but, but I think that's the thing about him that you have to like that, that I think people have to keep in mind is that he he's only out for himself. He only gives yeah. a shit about himself. And and that's proven time and time again when it comes to how he handles the 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 government, how he handles money. Like that it, it cracks me up that he's, you know, he's sitting there saying that the the election was stolen when obviously there's no evidence. And and Bill Barr comes out and goes, uh, there's no evidence of any kind of stealing and and the absolute fucking turnaround that supporters have done on regards to that. It, it just, none of it makes sense, but they try to make it make sense. Well, the thing is, you know, affluenza does exist and Donald Trump has it. He does not understand his own ability to fail. He doesn't understand that he is so bad with money. He's declared bankruptcy as many times as he has. It just does not click with him because he's narcissistic and he has a megalomania disorder. Yeah. He, it, it does, he cannot accept defeat in his mind. It's just not possible. He really believes he is the most intelligent man in the world. He really believes it. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. And oh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's so it's just, it's insane. It's an absolute insane, but, um, Anyway, uh, folks, we didn't come here to talk about our distaste of Trump. We came here to talk about uh, Mandalorian and some other topics that we wanted to bring up. Um, so, uh, oh, that's right. I was, like, I was like, there was something I wanted to talk about. Before we get into discussions about other things and Mandalorian, I want to give a quick shout out to our friend Michelle, who uh, joined us on the episode where we talked about transgender issues and whatnot. Uh, she's doing a little fundraiser um, for herself to raise money to try to uh, uh, complete the, the, the money necessary for the, uh, vo- uh, fem- the vocal feminization surgery. Um, this Saturday, so the day after this goes up, um, she'll be starting with uh, Celeste, and I don't know if she's going to be playing anything else, but uh, um, yeah, she's just trying to trying to raise as much money as she can so she can get the surgery going and... and uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out that the, you can watch it, you can support it or retweet it or donate. If you have the, if you have the means to uh, twitch.tv slash half empty E tank is the channel's name. But uh, yeah, she doesn't know that I'm, I'm giving a shout out on the podcast, but 
I wanted to do it anyway, because here we are. Let's go, go give support to friends. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, um, she's successful in raising a large chunk of what's needed. Uh, and that's something, you know, that I myself am struggling with. Uh, the one thing I am absolutely dysphoric about, even though I'm, you know, on hormones now, um, is my voice. You know, I'm, I'm, I struggle with it. I hate how it sounds. Um, I definitely want a softer voice, and it's going to take a lot of practice and time to attain it. But the the whole surgical route, I don't know if I will aspire to that. But I know that is something that she is definitely wanting to do, and I hope that can become a reality for her. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What does it, do you know what it entails? I mean, do they shave the larynx or tighten the vocal cords? I think they tighten them, but I'm not sure what else that it involves. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, because I know that estrogen doesn't seem to have the same effect as testosterone does on the voice. No. Yeah. Um, But I've always found myself... um, I particularly like a husky female voice. I do too. Yeah. I've always been like Aunt Zelda on Sabrina in the 90s. I loved her voice. It was very husky, you know. I just thought that was such a nice voice. And, of course, I don't have that kind of voice. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I... My, My thought process on the whole situation is like, I, I, and this could be just because of my TikTok experience, but I've seen a lot of uh, transgender people on TikTok, on TikTok, on TikTok, hmm. on TikTok. and uh, one of them was uh, like, she showed a video of her before transition, um, and she had a very deep voice, and uh, she never got the surgery, but her voice at it, like, now sounds way more feminine than it did, like, to the point where I didn't know she was transgender until she said something uh, that she was. I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So I think it is possible to still come off as very feminine without the surgery, but yeah, it just takes work, you know, and time um, and time. And, you know, you, you, I, I'd say it's probably very, difficult and tiring to have to focus Absolutely. on that continually you know i because i i don't do that because i'm not you know dysphoric about my own voice i find my own voice weird but i'm not dysphoric about it and right i feel bad for anybody who's in that situation and again i think this should be covered under free health care for people because dysphoria is an issue and it can cause some really serious problems wholeheartedly agree um but yeah so if you want to help out our friend michelle um check out the stream uh like i said share it and and or donate if you have the means um but yeah i'm proud of proud of michelle for going the route that she wants to take yep um all right well shall we talk about mandalorian episode six five five okay damn it always do that um holy shit there was a lot of fucking information just shoveled out at us in this episode huh yes 
Oh, well. Also, <clears throat> FYI, we are going to be talking spoilers because this entire episode is spoilery. Yeah, you can't not talk about the things that happened in this episode. And we had the groundwork laid for, you know, one of the major things laid two episodes prior uh, with the episode that featured Bo-Katan. Yeah. Uh, when she told Din Djarin, the Mandalorian himself, to seek out Ahsoka Tano. So we knew it was happening. We knew it, she, he was going to meet Ahsoka at some point. Uh, it just so happened to be in this episode. And that wasn't the only thing that we got. Uh, but before we get into other things that we got, what, uh, you know, it had been rumored for a long time that Rosario Dawson was going to play Ahsoka Tano on the, big, on, on the screen. And there was never official confirmation from anyone about it, but it was highly... Uh, accepted and speculated that yes, she was going to play her, and it turned out that she did. Uh, what was your guys's impression of Dawson's performance as Ahsoka? I think she was great, honestly. I mean, she pulls the look off really well, and I mean, the lightsabers are badass. So, I mean, I, I think she did a really good job, and I understand why they picked her for that role and not the girl who does the character's voice in the um, Clone Wars. And uh, I think right. I figured out why, by the way. And I don't think it has anything to do with skin color or, or acting prowess. I think it has everything to do with that the woman who played Ahsoka played her in about 20 years prior to everything that we just saw give or take um at the end the last time we saw her was at the end of rebels which takes place still before episode four and um she was more mature way more mature i think that's why it was rosario and not ashley that rosario has an has an older look to her well, she's also the same age that she would be if, you know, it were a real life counterpart. Right. She's There's that, that. age of the character. Um <clears throat> and dude, the stunts that she was doing, she did her own stunts for the most that part. That too. That fucking too. Cuz she is a very physical actress in that regard. Uh so she had the prowess to pull that off. And yeah. again, I think that's probably you know one of the reasons why they picked her again. That she, I think she made a, a, she did a good job at it. She matches what I imagine the character to look like, you know. So, I'm yeah. I think it had everything. I think it had everything to do with age. Like uh, not everything, obviously. I think it had a lot to do with age. Um, because like like you said, she she not only looks like her in the sense of of uh uh age but she she looks like her in the face she looks like her in the height <laughs> there i saw people complaining that the tendrils on the side of her head weren't long enough or whatever and i'm just like y'all need to stop yeah just back off stop. just chill don't nitpick everything <laughs> but i mean 
you're always going to have that, and that'll come into a discussion we're going to have a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When it comes to fandoms. That being said, no, I I thought it was fucking perfect. Um, I actually had to do a little bit of a deep dive because again, I haven't watched all of Clone Wars or Rebels. Um, so I, I was trying to figure out why in Clone Wars, last time I've seen her, she had blue lightsabers and why now she has, I'm sorry, she has, she had a blue lightsaber, I believe she might have two. I don't remember, but now she has two white lightsabers and they don't look like a hilt that, or handle that I, I recognize. They both look very strange. And apparently she got those in a comic. Um, she she de- defeated a Sith Lord or something to that effect. And when she took his lightsabers, the, da- the crystals were damaged. And so she went to a Jedi temple and healed them. And when she healed the crystals, they turned white. <laughs> Yeah, because one of the things that they do uh, that they deter- they established in the Darth Vader comic, which if you've never read the Darth Vader comic, uh, they did two runs of it, two different 25-issue stints. Uh, I highly recommend it because it's awesome. Um, <laughs> one of the things he had to do to achieve Sith status uh, he had defeated Jedi in combat, and in order to get the red lightsaber blade, he had to make the crystal bleed, uh, which was something that they did. And that's how they have the red blade, because the way they set it up, red blades, the red cover crystals aren't naturally occurring. Right. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot, a lot of lore here, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this one's going to be oh, more heavy. <laughs> yeah, we're not done because there's a lot of information that is just like, so just to kind of give some context to the lore that's in this, in the final moment of the episode where Ahsoka tells, and I'm just jumping ahead here because we're going to go back, but uh, when Ahsoka tells Mando where to take Grogu, um, which is a place called Tython, um Tython was never mentioned in any other Star Wars story other than the Darth Vader comic books. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, in the it's the Doctor Afa comic books. Um, but Tython is the first, like it, it's believed to be the birth of the Jedi Order, and um, uh, again, it's only mentioned in that one thing, but it's the it's one of the few things that's carried over from the extended universe. So that's like how deep this episode gets. Yeah. Cause we still, I mean, we, now we know uh, baby Yoda's real name, but we don't, we don't know what, what he is, you know? Well, that's, I, that, that's one thing I will say that I kind of hope that doesn't change is I don't want to know what race he is. Um, it's always been a mystery as to Yoda and Yaddle's race, by the way, Yaddle being another Jedi. Yeah. um but uh the uh, it's always been a mystery it's always been kind of one of those things that's just like nobody knows so i kind of don't want to know um i'm not against it if if they do tell us but uh but yeah like we're gonna get to see typhon in the season when I don't know exactly, but 
because I don't know if it's next season. Well, we might not we we might not see it this season. Oh, that's true. That is true. You know, I mean, there's three episodes left. You know, they may not make it there in time. He may not know where it is. He may have to find it. You know, we can't assume that. Oh, in the next episode, he's going to that planet. Right. Right. I didn't think about that, but you're correct. But so, uh, go ahead. Well, you know, it's like what the whole attachment thing. You know, I mean, it's no, you can't be heavily attached. Things is bad with the Jedi. Why? Why? And but, uh, why am I even asking? This is Star Wars. I mean, you know. What do you mean heavily attached thing? What do you What do you well, referring to? It's like when um, Asako was, you know, talking to uh, Mando about um, training and, you know, baby Yoda, Grogu. She said, you know, I've seen what feelings can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight. Uh, you know, and it's not good. So, um, and he's got an attachment to Mando and she doesn't want because he's already done he he choked he choked the Caradoon, you know, mm-hmm. because of his attachment to Mando and she's like, "Oh, bad juju, you know. <laughs> we need to work this out. Go cleanse the fling, whatever." Then that's just just so strange to me. So she's what she's referring to is Anakin. Um yeah. when Anakin uh when he the reason he went to the dark side is because his emotions are too strong. Uh, in the first, in, in episode one, Yoda makes it very clear to um, Qui Gon, who wants to train Anakin. Um, I don't want to train this. We should not train this boy because he's too old and his emotions are too strong. Um, this See, became- they're, they're very akin to the Empire. The Empire takes kids like toddler age and indoctrinates them. Jesus Christ! In the system, the Jedi did the same thing with the for, with force sensitive kids. They would take okay. them from their families when they're at the age of like two or less, and train them. And they don't show them affection. They don't show them emotions of any kind. So they for don't so they won't form attachments because compassion and love will lead to acts of aggressiveness over, you know, what you care about. That's what they fear. So they think it's a path to the dark side by allowing attachments to form. Um, oh, Ahsoka. Fucked up. Sorry. You're fine. Oh, it absolutely is. It's, that's, I've had arguments with the fandom about the Jedi, because to me, the Sith aren't necessarily full on bad guys. They are, they're just like, we want to be for like the original Sith, like go, you know, 10,000 years ago. They, they, they did not, they weren't what Palpatine was. They were more in in lieu of, and this is again, the extended universe. They could, they could change this. I don't fucking know, but um, they, they were more in, in tune with like their emotions, but still like fought for justice as they saw fit. Um, they also yeah. trained people whenever the fuck they like, no matter what age they were, they were like, you're, if you're <laughs> force sensitive, we'll train you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jedi were the exact opposite. They were basically, uh, Spartans. Um, oh, the Spartans weren't even that harsh. I'm sorry. They took kids <laughs> at seven. 
Yeah, I mean, and they did some pretty fucked up things, but they weren't taking kids off their mom's teats or anything, you know? That's fair. I, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those things that like I've I have had constant art not constant, but I've had arguments with people. I remember a friend of mine, he was adamant that the that the Jedi was the the best that was so was such an enlightened religion that he was willing to join one that existed in LA, like an actual church. Yeah. 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 It was bad. But um, yeah, I've always seen them as pompous and Ahsoka sees them as pompous and uh, overreaching and all kinds of stuff like that. Like for, for, for centuries, they were, they were the be all end all when it came to law and order. Um, that's why they had the giant Jedi temple on Coruscant and, um, uh, like they've always been looked at as good guys because of, you know, the original star Wars movies, Luke was like the Jedi were the best and blah, blah, blah. So the Jedi were always put onto a higher pedestal when it came to a lot of people who watched the original movies. So when the new trilogy or the, the prequel trilogy comes out, it kind of it put the Jedi in a different light, if you will. Yeah. Which is always funny to me because the books did it before the prequel movies, but people still were just like, that's not how Jedi's are. Man. <laughs> I'm just like, no, they kind of are douches. But um Oh, uh, I've always thought they were douchey, and I didn't even finish the movies. So, you know, I was like, <laughs> these are some douchey ass motherfuckers. Why are people into this? I mean, you not think see about, the douchey going on right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about the first thing that Obi-Wan says. He's just like, he's like, ugh. Like, he turns into a goddamn hipster about blasters. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, it's, it, people just don't pick up on that kind of nuance. They're just like, oh, well, I think that the Jedi are the best. And Ahsoka, what Ahsoka saw was her master go to the dark side, hardcore. She saw the Empire rise to 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 where they were because the the Jedi were were legit blinded by their hubris, essentially. Yeah. And see, I... when Anakin came to be trained, he was nine years old. He had been living with his mother and as a slave. Yeah. So he had already had anger issues and attachments. I mean, so. But that's what she sees. Issues. That's what she sees in Groku. She sees a strong attachment to Mando, who he, you know, he uh, Groku sees Mando as a father, and uh, she's like, "I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I yeah. see what happens." And it, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I do want to know what race he is. I'm, I'm just seriously curious. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, I'm just really, honestly curious as to, you know. What are these little green things, and are there more of them? Oh, yeah, there, there, there has to be. I mean, we've seen three already, um, total, and uh, we just don't know their race name. We don't know where they're from. That's all. Well, did did we see a third? I mean, was Yaddle ever on screen, or was Yaddle yeah. just Yaddle was in episode two in the really? Jedi Temple? Yeah. Okay, I don't yeah, remember they a, because they made a puppet of him. His long flowing hair. <laughs> I'm not, I wish I was joking. It looks it looks fucking dumb. He's like the Fabio of <laughs> I'm going to look this shit up now. <laughs> oh, it's it's funny. It's really funny. Um people were making memes about it too because Ahsoka says in the episode, like, I've only known one other of his kind. 
And so it would people would quote that and then show a picture of Yaddle and just be like, Am I a fucking joke to you? <laughs> Yaddle, Yaddle was a female, actually. Was it a female? Okay, my bad. Yeah. That explains the long flowing hair, I hope. Oh my. <laughs> it's also George Lucas and you know, well. Yeah, get, what can you say about that? <laughs> gonna do a diatribe about his fucking weirdness. Oh, I yeah. still I still I don't know if I ever told you this, Betty, but like his original story. Have you ever seen the movie Willow? Oh yeah. Okay, that was going to be the original Star Wars, but in space. Like oh, no. that plot was uh, like very similar to to uh, Willow. Um, and his wife was like, "Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Like, don't make the main character a little person. Like, don't do that." Like, she changed quite a bit about the original story. Or no, I think um, let me go back. I don't think she changed the the Luke to being a from a little person. I think the reason they did that was that was the studio. They said that they, they can't market a little person. But then with the success of Star Wars, George was like, Well, guys, I want to make I want to make my my version of like Lord of the Rings. It's called Willow. And they were like, Okay, cool. Do you have a story? You have a script? Oh, I have a story. I uh, you might want a screen screenwriter. Okay, we'll get a screenwriter. They got him, and I, it's a, he's a famous screenwriter. I remember who. I don't remember his name. And they were like, who, who can we get to direct it? Ron Howard. And if you watch the behind the scenes, like Ron Howard just has fucking George Lucas up his goddamn asshole the entire filming. Oh. And it's it's not a good thing, but it's funny. But yeah, Willow was supposed to be what basically the original Star Wars was going to be. Um, and, and again, George Lucas got lucky, straight up. Um Star Wars wouldn't be as popular as it was if it weren't for the fact that a ton of people dipped their hand into that script. And then on top of that, he wanted to make it like that's the only thing that George Lucas did correctly was the visual effects for that movie. Because in 1977, that movie was a fucking amazing thing to look at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you there. Um, But you're sitting here telling me that a shit ton of people had their hands on that script and nobody bothered to fucking say maybe the brother and sister shouldn't be making out. Well, well they weren't brother and sister point, at the time. At that point, that was not established. They weren't brother and sister. That didn't come about until the third movie when he was writing. Yep. Uh, no, if no, 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 no. As soon as you had that in your head, that should have just nope, not ever happened. Nope. And if it did happen, nope, they are not related. Nope. That's just, got, no, I'll, it's so wrong. This way, the original trilogy and the new trilogy have something very closely in common. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like legitimately, like uh, after the first movie was made on a shoestring budget and George Lucas was exhausted, he was just like, I'm not directing the next two. I don't want to. So they brought in somebody else for the second movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then another person for Return of the Jedi. And both times, like, the amount of shit that was shot down that George wanted to add into those movies was insane. Um, the The idea that George had for episodes seven, eight, and nine is show is so absolutely batshit fucking crazy that I'm glad we got the movies that we did. Even with all the bullshit we have to deal with, with fans and, you know, some stuff in the ninth movie that I'm not a big fan of, whatever, I'll take it. I'll take it over whatever the fuck he wanted to do. 
Like, has he I, said anything about how he feels about the Mandalorian? I haven't heard anything, but I mean, you know, because I'm assuming he Disney's got this. That he's not involved in this at all, you no. know. So, I mean, and as somebody again who's not as familiar with the lore and canon as you guys are, I I'm enjoying it. But I, I guess I have different feelings towards certain things because I don't have an attachment. You know, it's like, you know, with Yoda and Grogu. Yeah, I want to know what the fuck they are. Uh, it's not going to ruin anything for me if I find out. <laughs> it's going to satisfy me. <laughs> I, think, I think it goes to the extent of like, like, I've been a fan of it for so long that it's always been a mystery to what their race is. And whether they reveal it or not means absolutely nothing to me at this point <laughs> i'm just conditioned to like not care about it but i yeah. get where you're coming from you're coming from a newer perspective um and uh it's just it it is what it is uh, um there's just there's so much and i think that's why mandalorian is clicking with so many people by the way is because it's written with it's written by people who know how to tell a story it's written yeah, by people who don't yeah it's written by people who don't who know what they're doing they have a plan and a pattern they 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 have a path nothing feels like it was just on a whim you know so i think that's why it's so good but uh when we get back to the episode yeah i mean well i we're kind of on the episode because again i do want to know what grogu is oh no 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 i, I, I would joke, i went yeah I, went I would like to see <laughs> I would like to see more of these little Grogu's, these little baby Yodas. I would love to see a whole planet of baby Yodas. That would be amazing. <laughs> I got my sister to make me a headband with little baby Yodas on it. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Awesome. Around the corner from my house, there was a, uh, there was a, a giant, um, I think it's still up, but uh, inflatable uh, Grogu in a Aww. Santa outfit. That's so cute. I'll have to take a picture and send it to you guys if I see it again. But yes, uh, absolutely. But yeah, that was speaking of Grogu. That was one of the things they revealed in this episode was that um, where Grogu came from and how he was saved in the in the in, during Order sixty six. Yeah, um, more or less. Like they didn't go into specific details because he doesn't quote unquote remember. But yeah, he was stowed away. He was hidden. He was he was shown how to hide his. His his force abilities, and then stowed away. Yeah. Also, an interesting fact: he's the exact same age as Anakin. If Anakin slash Vader were still alive, he and Anakin are the exact same age. That's that's right. He's so that makes him five years older than Ahsoka. <laughs> that's funny. So wow. she knew him. Yeah, is what they've established. She knew him from their time together at the academy. Who Grogu? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, you know, he's still a kid, and he's fifty years old. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he was my. These people are just Yoda was barbarians. Yoda was over nine hundred years old. 
I know. So I'm thinking you took this kid away from his mama when he was five years old. That's horrible. Very likely. Very likely. And and I could be wrong, but um, the race might have handed him over because of his high midichlorian count. Yeah, get this ticking time bomb off our hands. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that, and the, I think that's the thing, Betty, is I, I do want to know more about the race. I think filling in those gaps about who they are and what they are and how close to the force they are and, you know, how widespread their race is. Like, do they just stay on their home planet? Like, I love all those questions answered, but. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what kind of environment were they, you know, evolved in and. Because, you know, Yoda lived in a swamp, but that's not his home planet. So, no. I mean, you know, I'm very curious. What does their home planet look like? Yeah. What do their homes look like? Do they have an infrastructure? <laughs> what does their government look like? <laughs> I really, I these are things I wonder about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny, too, because uh, one of my favorite jokes is that George Lucas came out and he was like, he was like, well, Star Wars is a kids franchise. It's for kids. And I'm just like, yeah, George, the three movies that you directed back in the early 2000s uh, were totally for kids when it came to like, you know, diplomatic governmental things that we had to watch and sit through. Totally for kids, though. Get it. I totally get it, guy. Whatever. I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss much. No, I don't think I did. I didn't feel bad about it at all. I mean, again, we went to the midnight showing, and I am not a night person at all. I am completely diurnal. Sun goes down. Bedtime. Yeah, that's me. So we're in the theater. It's probably 1230. I'm snoring. Yeah, I'm just totally out. I didn't wake up till the end of it. And they're like, come on, let's go. It's like, yeah, okay, I want to go to bed. <laughs> and we were at the Abingdon Theater, the nice theater, you know, I still yeah. didn't care. I did not care. <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> um, so the whole point in this episode, he's he's gone to find Ahsoka. She is feuding with a local magistrate on this planet. This magistrate has enslaved a town and basically holding the town hostage, uh, and Ahsoka, of course, is wanting answers, and we don't know what. And then we find out what later on when they go, when Ahsoka and the Mandalorian team up to go after the Magistrate. The Magistrate wants the Mandalorian to kill Ahsoka. Ahsoka is like, um, I can't train him, but let's go take care of this Magistrate, and then we'll you know, reassess it from there. And this is the biggest reveal to me is when Ahsoka and the magistrate Morgan uh, uh, Elsbeth were fighting and Ahsoka disarms her and says, where's your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? I shit my pants. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Grand Admiral Thrawn is one of my absolute favorite characters from the expanded universe. Uh, been one of my favorite characters since the nineties. I just absolutely love everything so, about Thrawn. So this wasn't the first time he was mentioned cause he's in, he's, he's one of the main villains of uh, rebels. I know that, but he was also whereabouts unknown at the end of rebels. 
Right. So for the fact that we're going to get a live action Thrawn, it's exciting. You know, well, that means extremely exciting. If we're getting a if we're getting a Thrawn, that means that we're going to get a live action Ezra. And I I would be hard pressed to say that if they don't fucking cast um, Raul Cooley as 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 uh, Ezra, I'm going to be upset. Well, I have I mean, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But Grand Admiral Thrawn is a fascinating villain. Um, he is a blue-skinned uh, race uh, called the Chiss. C H I S S. He's from the unknown regions of space, and he was brought in. And the The Emperor, the Empire, was very. Uh, xenophobic. They didn't like aliens. If you look at all of the officers, the people in power, the regular troops, they're all white people. Oh, they shit. look like Nazis. Space force. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn had the distinction of being not only an alien holding a high rank, he was the highest rank in the Empire military system. You know, he was basically just underneath what Palpatine was and Darth Vader were. Yeah. Um, he didn't yeah, answer see, to anybody but them. That's one thing that I, one of the, I guess one of the things that bothers me about Star Wars a little bit is they do tend to throw a lot of bad guys at you. It's like, we're already dealing with Moff Gideon, and we're going to introduce another bad guy into this before we even take care of the first one. I just. Oh, eh. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it'll go to that extent. I think. Um, I honestly, what, what my thought process is on this is that because of the end of Rebels, which I had to watch a, like, a synopsis on because I was like, I don't know, like I, I didn't watch it. Um, I think what's going to happen is. We're going to find out that Thrawn is dead um, and that uh, Ezra ended up killing him when they went through that that uh, warp, the, the hyperdrive situation at the end of Rebels before it got canceled. Um, and, uh, and something's going to happen with that. Um, or, or, and here's the other idea, um, Thrawn's not going to be a threat that he's, he's, uh, he's been away from the empire for so long that the, um, his power is not going to uphold and he's going to get either killed real quickly or he's changed his ways. Like there's something going to be in that regard. He might not be dead, but he's definitely not going to be a threat. I don't think he'll be a bad guy or at least not to that extent. I, I I don't know. I, I could be know. wrong. He could team. He could team up with Moff, Moff Gideon. I don't. I, I don't know. What's but. fascinating about him, though, is he he studies art of a species in order to gain insights into their philosophies, their ways of their ways of life. Um, just Sounds everything a little about species can be. Yeah, everything about their species can be derived from their artwork, and he studies their art. So he's an avid art collector, and oh yeah, their ta- their tactics, their military tactics, everything. It's it's wild. Well, it's true. 
And, you know, we know a lot about how people used to fight and everything based on artwork, you know? Yeah. People have done pictures of great battles. That was a thing, you know? You didn't do portraits of people. You did battles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And we still do that now. We do pictures. We take photographs of battles. We're some sick individuals. But I think <laughs> most sentient beings are, so, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's interesting about him. I mean, is there a reason as to why he made it up so high in the ranks despite being an alien? Uh, because of his abilities to get things done, his his, his insights, his insights that he was able to glean from his uh, studies allowed him to exploit weaknesses and manipulate situations to such a degree that he just shot up through the ranks at a very rapid rate. Um, yeah. so, so there's, there's, I, there's expanded universe and then there's actual canon, which actual canon, you know, is a little bit different, but they're both very, very similar in their origins. I'm just excited because he's a fantastic villain. So as a bad guy, what's his Achilles heel? Good question. Good fucking question. I don't remember them ever showing it in Rebels, or they never mentioned it, but they might have, and I just don't know. That's the thing. He wasn't really ever ha- he didn't really ever have one. Uh, everybody's got an Achilles heel. Yeah. I would argue it's his hubris. I've got yeah to the to, but not as much as the Jedi's hubris. Hubris. No, he's very cautious. Nowhere. So very on guard all the time. But yeah, I'm excited for what it could lead to down the road. I mean, yes, we still have to deal with Moff Gideon. We still got dark troopers that he has shown next to at the end of last episode prior. Uh, You know, there's still going to be a showdown there. And I like, you know, the fact that we know now where the Mandalorian is supposed to go with the child to Tython. Um, You know, one of the the perceived first ever Jedi temple to call out to another Jedi. Hmm. Maybe another Jedi will hear his call and will come seeking him out. That opens up the door for so many possibilities. Oh, does it not? I mean, I'm just like, I don't know if you want me making that beacon signal right now. I mean, just saying, (laughs) cause not only will the good guys see it, the bad guys will too. That's a problem. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm really enjoying this season. Uh, there's not too much more I don't think we can say about this episode, though, without just uh, there were a few giving away everything. Yeah, I was like, there were a few little like Easter eggs for fans. Like the first time it shows Ahsoka in the forest that she's in, there's um there's an owl like creature sitting on a branch, and those owls show up quite significantly during Ahsoka's journey in Clone Wars. And um, Dave Filoni has said that those uh, those owls are very like light side of the force sensitive, so they kind of around people oh. who are going. To, yeah, um, there was uh, oh God, there was a couple other little things that they mentioned, but uh, a lot of little Easter eggs and stuff throughout the episode. But yeah, as as for lore, that was roughly it. It just it just opened the door for so much more potential for this show or fucking spinoffs for that matter, like. 
That's interesting about the owls because I actually thought it was very um, Athenian because that was uh, one of her animals, uh, Athena's animals, and Athena was the goddess of wisdom, which, you know. I wouldn't put it past Dave Filoni to have used inspiration from that, but um, that also might just be coincidental. Yeah, that's just what I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's very Athenian of them. And she does turn out to be a rather badass wise woman. So it's like, that's yeah. cool. She's gone through a fucking lot. Like I, I got that feeling <laughs> like her shit, like a lot. We've seen a lot of characters in star Wars go through a lot of shit. Um, but like her entire story is like, she's training with Anakin. She's like training. She's training in the middle of a fucking war. First off. And then in that war, she watches her master go from good guy to bad guy real fucking quick. And uh, and then she's she's like she watches her entire the entire Jedi Order not only fuck up and like lose her faith, but then on top of that get slaughtered. Like the shit she's gone through and seen is insane. So her being kind of the way that she is, like I'm like, oh, I get why they hired Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Yeah, I think she did an excellent job playing her. Yeah. So do we want to round it up and give it a grade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and close it out. Um, oh, th- this episode was an A+. Plus. 100%. Hands down. Yeah. Just the lore that you got, the action that you got, the addition of Michael Bean. I mean, come on. Yeah. That was that was very cool. <laughs> Misty's like, oh, my God, that's Michael Bean. Somebody said, I think it was Matt Hurd said, man, Hicks didn't age well. I was like, Hicks is 64 <laughs> fucking years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was, it was fucking fantastic. The cameos by, like you said, Michael Bean and the woman who played the, the magistrate, which I can't remember her name for the life of me. But I, I, Off the top of my head, I don't remember her name, but I know her godfather was Bruce Lee. Her father was a very, uh, he was a student of Bruce Lee in the Jeet Kune Do style of fighting. So her it's godfather Diana, was Bruce Lee. It's Diana, Diana Asanto. Yeah, Diana Lee Asanto. And Asanto. Yeah, yeah she's Asanto. um she's done a lot of stunt work. That's where I recognize her from. A lot of stunt work. Yeah, this this episode, again, it, there does seem to be a pattern that I think we've all noticed at this point. You have a Okay, episode, and then a really good episode. That's Mandalorian and, in a fucking nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this is season. a really good episode. You know, I absolutely yep. give this one an A+. There was lots of action, lots of information being thrown at you. You absolutely have to pay attention to it. You know, I mean, it is it was intense. And Rosario Dawson did a great job uh, playing Asaka and... I'm very curious to see what happens next. I also give well, it a plus. There's rumors that she's going to be cast in her own series. Oh, wow. Well, and it sounds like she has a hell of a backstory. So she, yeah, she could definitely do that pretty well. I, I will say this. I've never made it through Clone Wars. I've never watched Clone Wars or Rebels. And this season with the inclusion of Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano, it makes me want to go through and power through the bad parts of the Clone War series to get to all the stuff that people say is great. So, so I sent you a a, uh, a picture. I sent both of you a picture. I, st- I think I still have it on my phone. But a guy, 
a guy basically tweeted out every episode that is important to watch in regards to knowing the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I'm think gonna, that's what I'll do so I can skip all those little. Because that's the problem with, with both Clone Wars and Rebels is that there are a lot of filler style episodes. Um, just like kind of like we're going on a fun romp. Uh, kind of like, and and Mando does arguably the same thing. Like the whole episode with him and the like with uh, Bill Burr in season one, totally unnecessary. Doesn't really add much to the plot, but the fun little episode. But it's again not important to the plot. So, um, yeah, we definitely, I would definitely want to watch those episodes. Um, I want to find the same thing for for Rebels. Well, a friend of mine, uh, he sent me a, a a breakdown of both Clone Wars and Rebels of what you needed to watch that were relevant to things that are going on in the Mandalorian so you could skip all the unnecessary stuff from the Clone Wars because that first season is very hard to watch. The first three seasons are hard to watch, if I'm being honest. Um, and it's just because it's 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 kind of presented like wartime propaganda. Hmm. But um but yeah, I, I I totally agree with you guys. It's it's uh it's um it was a fantastic episode. It was very lore heavy. It was just a giant lore dump, but um I enjoyed it immensely and and uh it's it's one of the few times that I'd be like hell yeah I'll watch this episode again because it's it's it oh I'll watch it again this morning before we recorded <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, uh, excited for next week, excited for the rest of the season. And, and I think you guys are right. Like, I think this season, like, I think the next three episodes are going to be more about Mando just trying to get information and dealing with Moff Gideon versus like going anywhere and meeting any other characters. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know I'm excited though. Yeah. All right. Um, so we, we're talking about uh, in our private little messenger conversations um, about a few things. And I was looking on Twitter. I was just kind of thinking about topics and we didn't really watch anything. So I was, I was mentioning to both Maya and Betty that I wanted to just bring up some topics and discuss them. Um, the one that I brought up has to do with uh, fandom and we'll get to that in a toxic fandom, I should say. And, um, and the one that uh, Betty wanted to bring up was um, vaccines. Uh, what? We're not going to discuss that. <laughs> no, oh, we're just, we're, 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 we said we were just going to talk about toxicity and fandoms. I missed that. Then I totally missed that. My bad. Uh, <laughs> missed yeah, it. missed that discussion. Well, Whoopsie do. Anyway, all right, we'll start toxic fandom. So the question that I saw online was, well, it wasn't. It wasn't a question. The 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 conversation was somebody had mentioned, um that she, because she has colored hair and her hair is designed very similarly that when that she hates it when people say that they that they that she reminds them of Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim vs the World and i thought okay i can see how that's annoying i could i could see how that's annoying but then i looked at the comments and people were just like i hate that movie because of its because of the people who enjoy it and I, I got to thinking, like, is that person 
correct for like disliking a movie or a story because of the toxic fandom or like it's 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 i don't know it's a weird situation for me because i love scott Pilgrim versus the world i love that movie yeah um, i adore that movie in fact i showed it to madison last year i was like sit down you're gonna watch a movie with me i don't want to because she hates us exposing her to anything oh yeah she that's, wants to that's discover a things on her own <laughs> Yeah, she wants to discover things on her own, and she absolutely despises it when we show her something that she actually enjoys. She hates mm -hmm. to admit it, and she loves Scott Pilgrim. And I will take, I will look, rub it in her face to the day that I can't do it anymore. That hey, I introduced you to Scott Pilgrim, and you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a I, good movie. It's, it's I mean, but yeah. you've got to know, I mean, you know, and again, that's just a cry for attention, in my opinion, because, you know, you know what you're doing. You know exactly what you look like when you look in the mirror. So don't act like it's that big of a fucking deal. If it was, you'd change it. Yeah. It's like when I was younger, I got told all the time, you look like the crazy girl from the craft. So you know what I stopped doing? Wearing fucking black mascara and dark lipstick. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> easy fix. <laughs> I think I think that's like it, this goes back to the whole uh, uh, Rick and Morty situation. Like, um, I don't know how much of Rick and Morty you might have watched, Betty, but uh, I yeah. I fucking love Rick and Morty. It is a super fun cartoon to me. They um they riff on uh, on um sci-fi a lot and i love that so much but uh, i think people they i think people look at rick and morty in, an, in a negative light because of the fans um so there was an episode that came out a few years ago couple, uh, a few years ago um where rick was like uh he was being controlled by um an alien like mind control machine or what the fuck ever. And in, in lieu of that, uh, he was basically tricking the machine, by the way, Nathan Fillion was voicing the alien in this episode. He was tricking the machine into seeing what he wanted them to see. And, uh, um, the, uh, he basically made the alien eat, a discontinued McDonald's item that was uh, um, Szechuan sauce. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's decided based on fan like feedback, like, oh, we're just going to have this be a thing and sold it one day, but it became like extremely rare to where fans were just being ridiculous about it. Oh yeah. I've, trust me. Watch the videos when it came out, when it right. happened, you know, was very entranced with the links people would go to for some Szechuan sauce. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was, but, that was... you know, it, it doesn't surprise me, honestly, because most fandoms, no matter what they are, the bigger they are, the more crazy you're going to have. That's just... Yes how it works you know it doesn't matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing there's gonna be crazy bitches up in there and they gonna be the loudest yeah and they're the ones that act as gatekeepers um yep it's it's like oh well if you don't like this aspect of the fandom you're not a real fan it's like excuse me Fuck what? you says who don't tell me what i am 
you know, there are so many facets of different franchises and fandoms that, especially the longer they are, the more aspects they're going to have. Like, for instance, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in 84. Transformers came out in 84. Both are still going today and both have rabid fandoms from various aspects. And some will say, well, this aspect is my favorite, therefore it is the best. Or, you know, and then there's arguments about it. It's like, oh, this is the best. This is the best. No, this is the best. You know, and they don't look at objectively what actually had good stories versus their nostalgia. And because of it, it allows for a lot of toxicity to come through. And that's the same with Star Wars. Oh my God, the toxicity in the Star Wars community. Uh, it's everywhere in, in every fandom. And, oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah. But it got me thinking. When a fandom is so bad that they turn to representing that thing that you like, are you still able to like it? Are you still able to enjoy it without and having conversations with people with it without it being turned into that you are part of that fandom. Like when I would tell people that I'm a fan of Rick and Morty, it turned into, Oh, I'm one of those fanboys. It turned into that like constantly. And it was always very frustrating and, and demoralizing. Cause I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that I'm, I'm really not. I, I'm, I'm, I just like Rick and Morty because I like the riff on fucking sci-fi. I like the like interconnected story with the characters and how like, like I like that stuff. I, I you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, I yeah, just, I, I mean, nobody's saying a, a, anybody else has to like something, you know. I mean, again, but I'm just gonna say, my there are some movies that you should at least give a chance, you know, <laughs> before you say you don't like them. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to fan toxicity, I really. I can't think of anything that I've liked that has a, a overtly toxic fan base. I mean, I, I, I really I can't think of anything. I mean, I know with My Little Ponies, I liked that show. That was cute. But I had a daughter who you know, was the appropriate age that had a strange fandom around it and some weird abuse going on that I was not okay with, but the show was good, you know, and, and I think it sent a good message, but humans suck, you know, slight slight side story. The woman who wrote that, she also wrote She-Ra, the new Mm She-Ra. She, uh, she, she's talked about an interview, how she like, went from writing it and going like, I made a good thing and I was a fan of my little pony when I was a little girl. And this is awesome. I'm glad I get to do this To Why are all these 30 plus year old men <laughs> like into it and buying the shit? Like, I don't, what is happening? Yeah. Bronies are a, a unique thing. And I think, um, I think that that kind of stems it's a reactionary um, thing to toxic masculinity, which, you know, I, I watched a documentary on this several years ago and um, particularly in 
you know, rural areas, young boys who were more in touch with their emotional sides were bronies. And, you know, it, it, I think it was their response to the toxic masculinity that you often see in rural type communities. Yeah. You know, cause I, I think around here we, we do have toxic masculinity and it, it's especially stronger in the more rural areas and women hold it up just as much as men do. I, I'm not blaming men because this is both genders. Oh, hold. they hold it up even more. So yeah. <clears throat> On a, a slight side thing, I was listening to what you're saying, but I pulled up my phone for a second and, uh, <laughs> This is completely off topic, but it makes me laugh. Um, Cyberpunk tweeted out a picture uh, with yellow and uh, yellow background and black text. If you know, that's every time they put that up, it was another delay for the game. <laughs> so I, I saw this and I went, uh-oh. And I look at it and it was like, what you need to know before you stream the game. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and all these comments are just like, you don't know how much you scared me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I gotta put my phone down when we're doing this podcast. Yeah, I've been saying that for three years. Um, I think <laughs> I think also in regards to that, especially with uh, at least I saw it with My Little Pony. Um, and you mentioned it earlier, uh, Betty, the the gatekeeping. Um, yeah, the gatekeeping was so bad with My Little Pony. Um, I saw guys left and right saying like, and I was, I swear to God, I was like, if I see this in a fucking public location, I'm about to throw hands. Like, um, telling little girls or telling girls in general that they weren't allowed to like it because they didn't get the fucking subtle references. Are you That's fucking so, kidding me? No, those subtle references are there for parents. You know, they're not writing them for, you know, single 30 year old men. They're writing those for parents <laughs> who are forced to watch this with their child, who's the appropriate age for this show. They're little nods to us to go, ha ha, see, we can make you enjoy this while your kid's enjoying it too, you know? Yeah. Because um, we, we loved, you know, how they played up on certain things that, you know, were from pop culture in the past and they would, you know, how they would name the episodes and, you know, things yeah. that they would do. It was, it was humorous for us. She didn't get it. She was five years old. It was totally over her head, but it's, for us, it made it bearable while we had to sit there and watch fucking my little ponies. Yeah. But to think that it was written for a 30 year old single man to get, no, that you were not the intended audience, sir. I Absolutely hate to tell not, you yeah. this. <laughs> um, there was a, it'd be like telling somebody that they can't enjoy the new Animaniacs because they either, A, they didn't watch it in the 90s, or B, they didn't, uh, um, or B, that they're too young because they won't get the references. It's like, it, well, what? you know, the thing is, why, why do you get, why do you get mad that other people are going to like something that you like? I mean, isn't that the whole point is to share the gloriousness of this thing that you enjoy? I mean, if I like I, something, I tell people, I'm like, hey, check this out. This is really cool. You know, I mean. Um, so one of the things about me, Betty, that I, I've always kind of said about just in just entertainment in general is that I've I've lost a lot of comic books and novels because I share them. Oh, I do that, too. Um, but I know when I, I I have a thing when I know that when I give out a book, I do not expect to get it back. You know, just, yeah. Pass yeah. it on to somebody else who will enjoy it, you know. There's only one that I'm upset about, and that's the entire fucking 
uh, preacher comic books. But other than that, like I'm, I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, the person enjoyed them, and now we, you know, they know the story, and I know the story, so great. Um, but I've uh, only seen Preacher, and it was amazing. I fucking love that show. Misty and I started rewatching that this weekend. We finished the first season up last night. So good. It's so much fun. Um, well, we never got to finish it. Uh, you're so going to. Now we're going to, yeah. You're going to like it. I love yeah. it. I laugh so hard. <laughs> but no, I agree with you. Like, one of the things I love doing with my nephews when they were still here in California was, you know, we'd, we'd watch something together. And there'd be a reference and I'd be laughing and they'd just be like, what the fuck's that? So I pause it and I explain the, I explain the joke because they haven't either a seen that movie or TV show or something to that effect. Um, and that was always super fun for me. That was always something that I really enjoyed. So the fact that people aren't willing to do that, the, the fact that there's people out there who are not willing to sit there and have those conversations with people who might not have gotten the joke and let them in on the joke. So maybe that person gets interested and watches the fucking movie that it was referencing. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, again, why do you got to gatekeep anything? You're right. There's, You're there, there's no point in it. You know, there's no point in keeping people from liking something that you also enjoy. That's that's just stupid and selfish. It's also that's, the great thing about art is that it's 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 not to be gatekeeped or gatekeeped. No. You, you can't gatekeep art. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, you, either you're going to like it or you're not. You know, that's all there is when it comes to art. There's lots of art out there that I cannot fucking stand. And, you know, <laughs> that's just the truth of it. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there like, I can't fucking stand your art either. And I'm like, cool. I, you know, I don't expect everybody to like it. You know, I, I'm not a Jackson Pollock fan. I'm not a fan of abstract art. Hate me for it if you want to, but... I don't really care for it. Um, but I'm not a gatekeeper for art either. You know, just because I'm an artist doesn't mean that I have any right to say that, you know, this person is absolutely the worst artist ever. You're not allowed to like them. They did X, this, that, you know, that's not my business. You know, it's nobody's business. You like what you like, you know, and it's up to you to decide whether the character or the person, you know, that they're representing is worthy of your like or not. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it, it's that to me is that uh, that's something I'll never understand. Like we experience this quite significantly in video games um, as a whole. Uh, I see. I've seen it from time to time. We've talked about it in the past where, like, when I would play Call of Duty and I had my friend, she got onto the mic, and then people were just like super fucking misogynistic to her. Oh yeah. Um, it gets worse than that. Like, the gatekeeping is unfucking real when it comes to especially competitive shooters. Um, oh yeah, because there no, there's no way a woman can be better than a man at shooting a gun. It's like if y'all know who Annie Oakley is, I mean, I'm just asking here. You know, I mean, uh, one of my one of my favorite situations, or not favorite, one of the one of the things I remember the most that came from the Overwatch League was Overwatch is a game that anyone can play because it has a variety of characters that have different abilities and different skill sets, and anyone can basically play the game as long as they learn that character well enough. It's fine. 
the first two seasons of the Overwatch League existed, or was it just one season? It might have just been one season, but it was all dudes. Granted, uh, like fucking seventy five percent of them were for uh, South Korea, but the point is, is they were all dudes. Um, the uh, one team drafted the first woman onto the team. The absolute fucking sheer Shit audacity. Storm. <laughs> the sheer audacity of these douche nozzles. Not on the team, obviously, and and most of the team, like I think, just about everybody on every team was just like, "Cool, can't wait to go against her," or "Can't wait to play with her." But it was the fans that I was just like, "You are such a piece of shit. You are an absolute monster of a human being." Like, I hate you with all of my heart. Kind of like how how pissed I was at these people. Um, yeah, you know I what know. I can compare that to it. To me, that's that's very similar to being a woman, but not wanting to call yourself a feminist because of the representation that of feminism that has been presented to you by other women. Mm-hmm. I understand that, and that's that's how I feel about feminism. I do not call myself a feminist. I'm a humanist that encompasses feminism, and I it's simply because I do not want to associate myself with turfs. Right. You know, because they have attacked people I know and they have attacked me personally. And that's not feminism to me at all. So, I mean, I guess to me, that's that's kind of the same thing as with the toxic fandom as to why you wouldn't want to be lumped in with these fucking crazy people. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I could for a while there, Betty, I could not say I was a Rick and Morty fan without getting that kind of ire. Yeah. Well, you know, in Appalachia, you can't say you're a feminist (laughs) anywhere (laughs) in public without having a whole group of people turn around and start lecturing you. So, (laughs) oh, God, that's fucking terrible. Yep. Welcome to the Appalachians. (laughs) I just why do you have shoes on? You need to be in the kitchen cooking and pregnant. Yep. When I worked at the call center. Not have people, you know, perverts call in. What are you wearing? I'm like, I'm in the South. I'm barefoot and pregnant, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about um, uh, toxic fandom in, in Star Wars because of uh, Ahsoka's tendrils. Um, yeah. Why would you bitch about that? That's that's part of kind of like the shit that, that really bothers me. Uh, they, these, these, these people would sit there and say, um, that her tendrils were longer in the in in uh, in rebels, and technically they're right. Technically they're right, but also it's fucking Star Wars. Chill the fuck out. Not to mention with her doing all that action work, if she had longer tendrils, can you imagine how hard that would be to do all that work? Yeah, that yeah, seriously. That, I mean, you know, th- there's got to be some costume choices made for the purposes of actually being able to film the episodes you know and having shorter tendrils was probably one of those you know aesthetic choices that was made because of the action scenes that's simply it you know let's Occam's razor this shit you know keep it simple stupid you don't have to be a bitch about it you know It's. I think that's another thing with like uh, uh, toxic fandom and continuity, is 
it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. My dad was telling me he was like, "Oh, I saw this article on Facebook the other day that was about continuity and cartoons." And I'm just like, "Oh, you can stop there. You can absolutely stop yeah. there. I don't give a fuck." He's like, "Oh, I just thought it was interesting like in the opening of the Simpsons when the in the in the intro scene where like Homer's getting out of his car and then like he starts to run to the garage, you can see all this stuff in the garage and then when the shot changes to him inside the garage, the stuff's gone." Uh-huh. It's animation. Yeah, it's cartoon. <laughs> please fucking stop like do you know how animation works no, i'm not saying this to my dad but saying to the people who wrote yeah the like different people draw different things and then they don't collaborate because they're drawing a fucking uh a scene that was done in a in a um uh what is it called the fucking Montage? when they have different no they have they have on the wall they have different shots but it's like it's just a drawn panel um Hey, help me out here. The fuck is that called? Fuck if I know. When, whenever a film or a TV show is being made and they're working on the specific episode or the movie, they have uh, if they have a shot in mind of how they want it to be filmed. The way that they do it is they they have different panels. Like if it's a comic. Oh, book storyboarding. Storyboarding. Thank you. Holy okay. shit. My God. Anyway, in animation, if there's a whole shot that needs to be taken place and they storyboarded it, they delegate different like five to ten second shots to different animators. That's what I was trying to say. And then they just put it together as one whole thing. So continuity to like background shit is not going to exist. Also, if they're going to be that nitpicky, they should be nitpicky on all the fucking like 60s and 70s Hanna-Barbera cartoons that just had like the same rolling background for the cells. Like yeah again is it's just the thing that's not what you're there for you know you're there to enjoy the story and why people why why you gotta take everything so seriously i'm gonna start gatekeeping gatekeepers <laughs> uh, how I, does saw that thing, work? I saw a thing that that was like you have to like when you if you ever talk to a conspiracy theorist you have to out conspiracy the 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 conspiracy they're giving you so like Someone's like, um, like, oh, did you hear that they're like that the that the GOP is trying to like make a base on the moon? And your response should be them is like, you believe in the moon? Huh. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love that idea, and I think we should implement that to gatekeepers. Like, if a gatekeeper says that that somebody can't enjoy the thing because they didn't like let's say they can't like the gatekeepers like you can't enjoy mandalorian because you didn't watch clone wars or rebels your response to them should be well you can't enjoy mandalorian because um you like i couldn't think of anything at the exact moment but we should try <laughs> i i want to gatekeep gatekeepers i want to tell them that they can't be a fan because they're gatekeeping but in a unique way i didn't think this one out as i said it so I mean it's simply a matter of oh watch me simply wander past your little gate. I do not give a fuck. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. You can gatekeep all you want. I will walk around it because I can do that. And I will give you the middle finger as I go. You know, I don't care. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's like uh this weekend I was going out and my sister was like she was going to come with me, but she was like, you need to take the Black Lives Matter stickers off your car. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. 
And she's like, well, I'm scared. I was like, well, I really don't know what to tell you. I'm a white woman driving around with Black Lives Matter sticker on my car, and I'm not taking them off for you or anybody else. I've been okay for the past month. I think you'll be fine. And I just, you know, again, it is just so why? I mean, you know, it's people's reactions, though, that have put her in that place of fear. And people are just fucking assholes today Mm -hmm. about everything. Oh, it's that that's I think that's the funny part. And I do want to address that. It's certainly not today. Uh, We just get to experience it more because of the fucking Internet. Uh, these these assholes have been around for yeah. oh yeah I mean but they've usually been contained you know and that's the, <laughs> right. that is part of the problem you can't contain crazy with the internet it's, right it's, it's like it's like racists were more or less contained with our with our government and then Trump became president and they said emboldened yeah um, stand by <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's the same shit it's 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 frustrating because they everyone has a soapbox where not everyone deserves a soapbox. Yeah, but that's good old America for you, you know? I mean... No no kidding. And I don't understand... Again, I think in my head, it it all does go back to toxic masculinity in a way when it comes to, you know, gatekeeping because I don't see... Women do it with feminism, but they don't do it with games, you know? I think the kind of women that, that are playing games and want to be recognized for their ability to play these games are not going to be the same women who are often associating themselves with feminism. So, I mean, it's, that's not their, you know, that's not their motive is to gatekeep. I don't understand why, why males feel this need to gatekeep as though if women are allowed into this, it's going to ruin it somehow. Well, you know, what's funny is I, I, I've never seen a, a, a gay dude ever gatekeep. I think that's the funniest part to me is it's always, I could be wrong. If anybody has an example of a gay dude gatekeeping, let me know, but I've never seen it or heard of it. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a, there's a streamer that I watch on occasion named I am Brandon and uh, he's a gay dude. And um, he, uh, he was playing one of the uh, some new game, and somebody came into his chat and was just like, "Maybe you should play a game you're good at, like Animal Crossing or something." It was super fucking toxic because the dude's gay, and he's like, "He's like, gay guys can't play Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever the fuck he was playing at the time." It was some uh, shooter, and you know, of course, you know, um, a huge majority of his chat is just like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like he was banned pretty fucking quick, but um, it just it just blew me away. I was like. In what reality does pointing a fucking cursor at somebody at, at a virtual human body and pulling a trigger say anything on on what he prefers in sexual stuff? Like, I, I don't. That's I think. That's yeah, your ability message. to shoot a gun has nothing to do with your gender or what's between your legs. Yeah, yeah on the other side. That, that's the thing about gatekeeping that just confuses the absolute hell out of me. Is is. It's always based on some weird criteria that people have. And I Well, I, and it's it's criteria that in reality doesn't exist because like, you know, when it comes to women and war, women have always fought in wars. It, whether they be dressed as a man while they're doing it or whether they're doing it to defend their home because their man isn't there. Women have always fought in wars. Right. You know, 
mean, women have always been able to shoot a gun. It's not hard. It's not some exceptional ability that only men have. You want to hear what are you doing here? Yeah. Fun little scientific fact that I found out the other day. So, you know, the hormone, hormonal imbalance that women go through during their period. Yeah. Men literally go through that every day, every day. We just don't know it uh, because we're so attuned to it, but men go through it every single day. Now I say this not to discredit women's hormonal imbalance and everything they go through when they're going to that period. But the reason I do mention it as I find it fascinating that it explains why men are so quicker to be angry, to go to war, uh, to not be diplomatic, to diplomatic. Is that a word? Diplomatic, diplomatic, diplomatic. Thank you. <laughs> My brain was like, that's not the right word, but I said it anyway. <laughs> it's cause you didn't get a diplomatic. I'm going to mm-hmm. fucking punch you. <laughs> I have my diploma use. So so this was based on a study? Yeah, this was based on like uh, uh, t- testing a, a series of men's uh, hormones throughout the day. And apparently it shifts. It constantly shifts every single day. Okay. Um, you do realize that also happens with women every day. Not, not to the extent that it does with men. And again, this is, this is more in, in, this is more to say that women, um, women are more in tune with their hormones and are able to control their emotions a lot easier than men. As long as women aren't on their period. That was literally what the study was, was showing. Um, and that, that when a man can go from like calm to raged in, in the matter of the drop of a fucking hat, that usually means that they're going through, through this, the, this, this hormonal imbalance at this exact moment. See what I've understood. What I've understood because I've not seen this study yet, but from other studies that I've read, men do have a shift in hormones and they do go through something similar to a period emotionally every three to four months, not every day, you know, because everybody's hormone levels are going to drop and raise at different parts of the day. And depending on what you're doing or how you're feeling, um, and also based on your genetics, it's like based on my genetics, I have an extra amount of dopamine in my system naturally. That's why I'm an upbeat person. I but should I clarify. Don't... I should absolutely clarify that this study was done by one group. It has not yeah. been falsified. It has not been double checked. So take it with a grain of salt. It's but not peer reviewed. It, yeah, it's not. As far as yet. I know. Yet, but I know that they they did study this for a while. They studied on like 500 um, men and 500 women, and what they what they discovered was that uh, men have a tended men's bodies have a tendency to go through a small hormonal imbalance every single day, where a woman's does not, unless they're going through their menstrual cycle. So that's um, that's what they heard. And um, see, that's not even true because you have women who have PMDD. I have PMDD. Half the well, month, I'm a goddamn bitch. I'm a cunt and I can't stop it. It's being inside your own body, watching you just scream at somebody else. And you're like, I cannot do anything to stop the words that are coming out of my mouth right now because of hormones. That's exactly what it is. It's like, I know if when my road rage gets bad, oh, it's getting close to my period, you know, because I'm getting really angry with people on the road right now. 
I mean, so, you know, again, everybody's different. Men, well, of course, of course. You know, uh, at the end of when, even though men can continue to create offspring for their all their lives, you know, as long as they've got healthy sperm, whatever, right. uh, there's a hormonal shift that takes place as you get older as a male. Um, and they've actually found that men who had a lot of testosterone and were angry when they were younger tend to mellow out as they get older. Right. And if they were more mellow as they were younger, they tend to get angrier as they get older. Yeah, and it's all too. a hormonal shift. Women, we go through menopause. A lot of times we end up on um, HRT, hormone replacement therapy, because our shit gets out of whack and we start having hot flashes and, you know, crying it everything and screaming at people so you know i mean yeah, I everybody's hormones are all way whacked out situations yeah i was gonna say that's the other thing i wanted to point out about that about that peer review or not peer review that but that uh study is that and something i i like to keep into mind is that it was only 500 women and 500 men that's a really small group of people yeah really and there's there's so many other factors that account for like age and you know oh yeah yeah absolutely which they didn't as far uh, as yeah, yeah. diet age where region where you live um what your genetics are i mean there's so many things that could affect this and it's like i i know as a, a woman you are right we are more in tune with it because we have to be um because that's what makes makes us pregnant you know <laughs> You know, that's yeah. we have to be a little more in tune with those things. And we have a special doctor for those things. And, you know, they're there to tell you, hey, maybe you should have your hormones checked, you know. So I and maybe maybe it is hormones that are making men gatekeep. That's, I, maybe. that's that's what I like to think. That's why I think that they maybe show such strong attachment and, and, and possession over fictional shit is because of those hormones. Uh, maybe um, they need to go to a men's retreat and like, you know, get in touch with themselves or something. Cause it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 I'd love to know why our psyche does that. Cause it's, again, it's, it's in, of course, nothing is absolute. So, it's not just men who gatekeep. It really isn't. Um, but well, no, like I said, women do it with feminism. I know this for an absolute fact. I've been a victim of it. Um, Michelle, I'm sure has been a victim of it. I'm not sure if you might have been a victim of it yet, but you will be, uh, you know, it happens. Yeah. It's not fun. And it's, it's very shocking and it makes you feel a little sick to your stomach to know that this is one of your sisters, you know, speaking, Broadly, you know, this is another woman who is supposed to be here to help support other women and you being a goddamn cunt. I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, that's not how this is supposed to go. Nah, did y'all not get the handbook that was passed out that said thou shall not be a cunt? Because you're not doing it, you know? I mean, I've been told I I'm not a real feminist for, you know, choosing to be a stay-at-home mom. Jesus. Yeah, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm raising the next generation. You kiss my ass, you know? And so, yeah, gatekeeping and, and feminism is very much akin to gatekeeping and games. It's just a little different, you know? 
I don't, I don't understand why people feel the need to do it. And I, I, I would like to hear what a psychologist has to say about it. You I know. think it's just that they want to feel superior because to them, it gives them ownership uh, by denying somebody something else. They're saying, look, I'm exclusive. I have this. You can't claim this because you don't fit this criteria. And I think that all it is is it boils down to they just want to feel superior to others. That's so yeah. stupid. It is stupid. It's very stupid. And it drives me fucking banana shit crazy when I see it online. Whenever I see somebody going like, hey, I just got the new, like, the streamer that I watched. She, she was all excited that she got the new Call of Duty. And uh, they, uh, <laughs> like, there were comments that were just like, you only play Animal Crossing. Why do you, why do you care about Call of Duty? Like, you're just going to get your ass kicked in the game. She was like, why do you care? Actually, you know what? I actually have to say this now that you brought that up. The Wheel of Time. I am a member of a group for the Wheel of Time series. It's a, a book series by um, um, Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. Yeah. Love it. These people be kind of crazy sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you looking way too much into this. You know, is this really what you want to say right now? I mean, they get hateful, downright hateful. And I'm like, you do understand that's not the point of this, right? I mean, I, yeah. yeah. So th I think that might be one for me that I, I don't participate in that group very often because it's just such a shit show. Yeah. When I you've got a newbie that. who comes in is like, oh, I just started reading the series and I can't believe blah, blah, blah. And everybody just piles on. Roar! I'm like, what the fuck, man? You know, I mean, you can't even put your hand in to try and pull that person out and say, I'm really sorry. We're not all like this, you know, because it, they're fucking knee deep at that point, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I still remember when my, uh, when my mom got into um, Hunger Games and she was talking to somebody, she plays Yahtzee all the time on her phone and she got into a uh, conversation with somebody about the, about the books and uh, the woman was just like, so who do you ship together? And I was like, the fuck is ship? I'm 60 oh, something God. years old. The fuck is ship? And uh, she was like, oh, like you put two people in a relationship. Like, I, I, I think that Katniss and Peta should be together. My mom's like, I don't care. <laughs> and the woman was just like, well, I don't want to play fucking Yahtzee with you anymore. Okay. Wow. All right, cool. And then I had, then I had to tell my mom that, uh, that the ship for Katniss and Peta is called Penis. Ha! <laughs> accurate and I, I'm, I wish i was joking like there were girls with uh they were holding signs that said penis not spelled oh. you know p-e-n yeah i get it it's just so bad uh -huh. i was like mm, girls um no p because p-e-n-i-s-s still says penis just so y'all know like, yeah fucking hilarious but yeah and it just it it and i think that's the thing that irks me is that like I love when new people start enjoying something I enjoy. Like if I'm into something and something I can get somebody else to enjoy it, I'm fucking stoked. My mom yeah. didn't give two fucks about the Marvel, the cinematic universe. She didn't get two shits. I had her watch Guardians of the Galaxy because I knew that she'd like it. She fucking loved it. She was like, like what other movies exist in this universe? So I got her to watch a shit ton of them. Got her to go to the fucking theater to see Black Panther, uh, Infinity War and Endgame with me. Like, 
I was stoked to share that with her. Like, hey, you know those comics that I've been reading since I was a kid that you said you didn't want to read or didn't care about? Yeah, this is what they were. <laughs> now, see, oh, yeah. that's the kind of gatekeeping that's appropriate. You're introducing people to it in hopes that they will find and discover the same love and passion that you have for it. Well, see, I don't call it it's okay. No, no, I don't. I don't either. But if, 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 you know how. A lot of times, you know, you want to reclaim a word. If yeah. if there's one thing that can be reclaimed, reclaim gatekeeping and make it that by turning it on to I other call people. It being a key master. There you go. That works. Yeah. Because, I mean, I love it when people, I mean, I can get somebody to be interested in something I like, you know, like you. I, I feel that way. I, It's like, yeah, you know. Wasn't it great? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, you know, and it's it's like uh when I go to my friend's house, you know, it's like we we'll go back and forth and share things that we both enjoy, you know, or that we all enjoy watching or listening to. And it's like, oh, have you seen this? Have you heard this? You know, see if we can outdo each other on stuff, you know. That's just what we do. It's fun. And I don't That's I don't have time for somebody to tell me. I can't do something just because they feel like I can't. And that's, again, fuck you. That little line you drew in the sand, watch me walk right past it. You know? <laughs> what you going to do now, bitch? I, didn't even, you know? I think that's the thing that bothers me is I didn't even know gatekeeping was a thing until I was started going to like conventions and stuff. Went to uh, Comic-Con in 2008 and 2009. And the shit that I saw there uh, in regards to gatekeeping, I was like, that's a thing? Like, that's an actual thing? Yeah, and, well, if you don't experience it, it's hard to see sometimes. That's why I think right. a lot of uh, people who are white don't understand their privilege because they don't they don't see racism because they're, they're so fucking privileged, you know? <laughs> they're living in all white neighborhoods with, you know, white houses, you know? Of course, they don't see racism. Because there's said, no black people where they live. You said that, and my brain did not put together that racism is basically racial gatekeeping. It really is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd never put that together. I love it. Fucking white people. <laughs> so true. God damn. All right. Well, um, why don't we say we wrap this puppy up? We got. Uh, yeah. We had a lot. We had a lot. That was a great conversation, by the way. Um, make sure you all follow us on all the socials uh, listed below. Uh, keep an eye on the new Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash all underscore uh, queued underscore up. Um, and again, we'll, we'll on all our personal socials and the regular socials of the of the podcast website. We'll we'll let you know when we're going live. We were going to go live this last Saturday, but I completely forgot and then got high. <laughs> So yeah, it just wasn't gonna. It was like six, what's a little after six, and it was like, like nine, was nine o'clock here. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no. But we'll definitely try this Saturday because uh, I want to. I want to play that. By the well, way, Michelle's gonna be streaming Saturday. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Send, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to overlap. Send people her way. Yeah. Besides, I want to get the new Family Feud because apparently there's a. Uh, there's a mode that people can play in in the chat. Um, hmm. Like basically, the the game recognizes the chat uh, type text and can answer questions that way. 
in the new Family Feud game. There's a Family Feud. Oh yeah. Does it come with a little game. virtual? Does it come with a virtual Richard Dawson that kisses all the women? <laughs> no, no. Does but, it come uh, with a Steve Harvey that that degrades women? No. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you should Thank read his book. Woo! I don't want oh. to. Ew. <laughs> God, I'm not a fan of him. No. Neither am I. Ew. God. Yuck. Um. But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, uh, let you guys know when we're playing Jackbox again. Like again, we want we want to support Michelle, and she's going live again at two p.m. Eastern. So um, if she doesn't stream that long, or if she plans on doing this for like a few days or something like that, we'll see about when we go live. If we go live, um, but uh, but yeah, keep an eye on the socials because we'll let y'all know. Um, but uh, Maya, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my regular name. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's a public profile. They're there. As for other shows you can catch me on, uh, you can catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figure Banging and Friday nights at 9. And uh, that's me. Betty, what about you? You can find me at home. Cause I'm social distancing, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that too. Uh, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at bright Betty and I'm on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree. And that's where you can find me online sometimes. <laughs> all right. Um, everybody can find me on uh, all socials under Chub Ruck Geek. Um, also I, I, I might be streaming uh, some games here soon. I'm going to be getting uh, the new uh, um, Immortals uh, Phoenix Rising game, which I'm really excited about. And as soon as I get that, I'll be uh, I'll be streaming that a little bit, I think. Um, also, Season 3 of uh, Fall Guys is going to be fun. Maya's finally going to get her uh, penguin skin. Fuck <laughs> yeah! Um, they also just announced today... I don't know, I'm sorry if you can hear that, that fucking buzzsaw outside. Is that what uh, that is? Yeah, there. Can y'all hear my cat? That's like literally singing the song no. of its people. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> seriously loud. No, there's some construction going on at the apartment next door, and uh, apparently started now. So here we go. Wow, um, that's yeah. impressive. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, but yeah, the the season three is going to be starting up on the tenth, and uh, I definitely want to play a lot of that. I fucking love Fall Guys. They're supposed to be adding new finals, which I'm excited about. Um. Maya will get to see them when I play them, but she won't get to like actually experience them. Ha ha ha! <laughs> uh, I'll be fine after I get a couple of days practice in me. Yeah, that's right. They also they announced uh, today today that we're getting a Doom Guy skin in the game at some point. I don't know when, but fuck me if I'm not excited about that. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, you can follow that Twitch channel, by the way. Like, I'll put it on my socials as well. But uh, it's um, it's Chub Rock Geek on Twitch as well. So there you go. Um, again, thank you guys for listening so much. We appreciate you guys here. If you have any thoughts about gatekeeping or anything in that regard, please let us know in the in the comments or, or let us know in the uh, discussion group on Facebook, um, or just it, like when we upload the episode, wherever the wherever the hell it is, just make shoot a us a message. You know, let us know what you're thinking. We want to know. We love communicating with you guys, and we're on we're on Discord, which is a great place to co- communicate with us. Um, 
uh, Twitter is where I'm primarily at, and I'd love to have conversations with anybody about whatever the fuck we've talked about. So please let us know. Yeah, we're totally open for this. So let it out, people. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, make sure to check out Mandalorian episode six or chapter 13, 14? 14. 14. Um, and uh, we're going to watch the two episodes of Holiday Movies That Made Us. If you remember, we watched The Toys That Made Us and uh, The Movies That Made Us. Um, are they doing it? They're doing a TV shows that made us, right? I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but probably. Yeah, very likely. Um, but yeah, they did, they did two episodes of Holiday Movies That Made Us on ALF and uh, Nightmare Before mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, yeah. Movies which Maya has not seen, which shocked the hell out of Betty and I. Um, we suggest she sees them before watching these episodes. But that's that's all. I mean, yeah, because I mean, I've even got. I mean, my house has got Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in it all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not just a seasonal thing for us, so you know, I'm just like, what? Shame. Yeah. I love both <laughs> movies. I love both movies, so I'm excited. Yeah. About this, but, um, but yeah. So we're watching both of those, and uh, uh, should be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you then. Peace, love, and polypops. Take care, everybody. <laughs>